We live in amazing days. Who knows that? These days are incredible days that we're living in. We are seeing across the earth the culmination of things that have been prophesied in the Word of God for years and years and years and years. We're seeing it. In Philippians 1, 3 to 6, let's have a look at this. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. There's two things I want to touch on in there. Do you know that God started to work on you? That'd be great, Lisa. That's fine now. Thanks. Do you know that God started to work on you when you were way back in your mother's womb? The scriptures say in Psalm 139 that I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew every day of your life I wrote it in a book and I knew what was going to happen. I knew what you were going to say before you said it. I knew what you were going to do with your life. I knew what you would become. And he wrote it in his book. And from the minute you were conceived in your mother's womb, it says that he watched you being formed in the womb of your mother in the dark place. His eyes were upon you. And his, his heart was beating for you. The heart of the living God. You see, whether you know it or not, you are a child of the Most High God. He made you. He created you in your mother's womb. And from the minute you were in your mother's womb, his eyes were upon you, watching you every second, every breath you took. And all through your life, he's watching you and waiting for the moment where you will turn to him and say, I acknowledge that you are my father. I acknowledge that Jesus, your son, died for me so that I might live. I acknowledge that you made me. Because God has an awesome, awesome plan for each one of you. Such an amazing plan. A plan that he has had in his heart since the beginning of time. See, it's not just a plan for a, a certain time, but it is a plan for this time. And this time is probably one of the most important times, if not the most important time in the history of the whole earth. And if we go back to the book of Genesis, we see a progression right through the word of God, which takes us right up to the end of the Bible, which is the book of Revelations. And if you said to me, where are we standing in that timeline right now? I'd have to say that we're right up here, right in the book of Revelations right now. We're about to move into days that are going to be unprecedented in the earth. We've, we've never seen. We've never seen what we're going to see now. You see? And God, can you imagine this? Out of all the people that have been born and lived on the earth, since the beginning of time, God chose you to be alive in this day and in this hour. And the scriptures say that the prophets would have done anything to live now, to see what we're going to see, to experience what we're going to experience, because it will be the completion, the fulfillment, 
of all time, of everything that's ever been done on earth will be done in our day and we will see it with our own eyes. Amen. And God is working in each one of us to complete. You know, that scripture just then said that he will carry it on. God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So he's working in us. Amen. Whether we don't know him yet, whether we have just known him a little while, whether you've just known him a little while, you know, maybe just a few weeks, or whether you've known him, you know, for years like I have. This is the time, this is the time when God is going to start to work to completion that which is inside of you. This is the time where he's going to start to work inside of you, not just the plan for the earth right now, but his plan for you in the earth right now. That's why you're here. That's why you were born. That's why you're alive today, right now. And the greatest plan that God has right now is his church, his people. You and I, he calls us the glorious church. And it's like God has been forming his church, his people, like in a dark womb. And he is coming to a day where he is going to bring that to birth. He's going to unveil his church. He's going to take the veil from his bride, the church, and he's going to reveal his church to the nations of the earth. He's going to bring the light and the glory of his church to the nations of the earth at a time when it's so dark that they are desperately crying out, for light. Amen? Amen? Is that right? There's so much going on in the earth right now. There's so many questions in the hearts of people. How many are running into people that are asking you questions? Come on, put your hand up. How many? Do you have answers for them? Tonight I want to give you some answers. So the Bible says that we need to be prepared when they ask us questions. What's going on? Why are there so many earthquakes happening? Why, why is the world shaking like this? Are we safe? Are we going to be okay? You need to have answers for them. Amen? Just like Jesus has given you answers. There's people right now who are desperately crying out. And last night, as Pastor Phil said, we were at a wedding. We were just about to leave. We performed the wedding. It was just gorgeous wedding. Joel and Michelle, so beautiful. And they're happily married right now. And such a beautiful wedding and testimonies. Michelle got up in the speeches, you know, and usually the brides don't speak. But she got up in the speeches and she said, I just want to say how grateful I am that my husband, now my husband, made a decision. You know, he made a decision like a year before that he was going to follow Jesus he stopped drinking. He stopped his lifestyle. He changed his whole life through Jesus Christ and prepared himself for this day when he would marry me. And I just want to say, I, I love God. I love Jesus. I love my husband for that. And she just said to the whole wedding, you know, and there was mostly non-Christian people. That was so beautiful. So Phil and I, we get to the end of the night and we're just about to leave. And Michelle comes racing after us in her sanguine way. Pastor Joey, Pastor Joey, ah! you know and don't go no you can't go now and it's like and she's got this blonde girl dragging her along 
And I realized that this blonde girl, as I looked at her, I realized that she'd been a girl that when I was doing the marriage service, I was sharing about in the marriage service how God had chosen these people and that now they were choosing each other for life and every one of us is just waiting to be chosen, that we are at a dead end unless we are chosen by God. Amen. And so this girl's... I, I realized she's just crying while I was speaking. And now she's coming towards me. And I'm just going, yes, God. And she's walking towards me. And, and, and Michelle says, this is a girl that I met on holidays. And she lives down in Melbourne. And she just come up for the wedding. But she's just got so many questions. And she might, would you mind if you just stay a minute? She wants to ask you some questions. I said, I'll stay all night. Because I'm, I'm looking at this girl's face. And I just know that she is just so beautiful and that God is calling her by name. How many of you know that no one comes to the Father unless they, that Jesus first calls them by name? And I could see Jesus was calling this beautiful girl, and she was like in her early 20s. And she came up to me and she said, Oh, I'm so glad that you're staying. Like, is that okay? I'm so sorry. I know you got to, I know you got to go, but I just, oh, this is, this is just weird. You know, she said, I'm just so over my life. I'm so over drugs. I'm so over alcohol. I'm so over the life that I have right now. And you know what? I just want to turn my life around. And I've been calling out. And I don't know who I'm calling out to. I have no name. I don't know the name of what I'm calling out to. I'm just saying, hello out there. Will you help me? Can anybody help me out there? I want to change my life. Is there someone out there that can hear me? Is there something bigger than me? Is there something more powerful than me? I want to change my life. Hello out there. And I just, and she said, and I don't know the name. And I said to her, darling, when I was about your age, I didn't know the name either. And I cried out like you in a lonely hotel room in Singapore and cried out, is there anyone out there? Is there anyone who understands me? I don't know your name, but I ask you, come and help me, come and save me. And I said, the face of Jesus Christ appeared to me in that room, looked me straight in the eye, and I had never heard his name, but I knew who he was. And that night I was saved. And I said, so let me tell you something, darling. I know his name. His name is Jesus. And she said, oh, really? Do you mean if I just go, hey, Jesus, I really need your help? He will answer me like he, he's the one I talk to. I said, he's the one you talk to. In fact, we can go further than that. Let's talk to him right now. You know, if you really want to be a Christian, if you really want to follow him, I can lead you in a prayer right now. Right now, in this reception, there's boop, 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 music going on. There's noise, there's chaos. We're, in the, we're right in the doorway of the reception room. Every, the whole room is just looking at us. She just doesn't care. She doesn't. Look, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. Would you pray for me right now? Would you really do that? That would be so cool. So she bows her head. We pray the sinner's prayer. She cries her eyes out. She says, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe in you. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. Make me whole. I'm going to follow you the rest of my days. And she says this prayer. And then she opens her eyes. She said, oh, my God, something's happening inside of me. I said, I know. She said, it's really happening. I said, you know what it is, though? Your sins were scarlet. Right now, he has washed you white as snow. And she said, you know what? I feel it. I feel white. 
I feel wide inside. I feel clean. I feel forgiven. This is the most amazing night of my life. I can't believe this is happening to me. You're so beautiful. I can't believe you've done this for me. And I'm just standing there going, you're so beautiful. I want a thousand more like you. This is so easy. This is so beautiful. And, of course, we exchanged um, email addresses and we're going to chase a church up for her. But how amazing. And And then we says to her, can we just lay hands on you? She goes, please. And so Phil, me, Michelle, we all lay hands on her. The whole boop, 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 still going, still going. And we're just there. And she's just like the power of God just came right over her. And she, she says, I've got goosebumps. Said, yeah, yeah, you'll get more than that. Wait. And so, and so we just, it was just so, so, so beautiful. And right across the earth right now, there is a hunger in the heart of people to know the living God to know the living God, where before they just thought it was just church, it's just religion, it's just stuff. But now they realize as they watch what's happening on the earth, as they see their own lives, as they're getting frustrated with where they're at in their lives, they're realizing there is a God. He does love me and I want to belong to him. Amen. And I said to her, welcome home, darling. Welcome home. Welcome home. Amen. Amen. And do you know, that's what God wants to do. God wants to touch each one of us. He wants to complete the work inside of us so that we would arise and shine and let our light be seen in the midst of darkness. My favorite scripture is Isaiah 62. I don't know if you've got that, have you, Tim? I'm sorry, I didn't prepare you for this. But I'm going to start to quote it anyway. It says this, it says, Arise and shine. For your light has come. Isaiah 60, thanks, sorry. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. A deep darkness is over the peoples of the earth. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory shall be seen in you. Did I get it right? Very close. My Julie's interpretation. <laughs> that was the Living Bible interpretation. Um, it was actually. I've memorized it because I just love that scripture. I just love that scripture because it says to me that there is a day coming. Now you've got to realize that Isaiah is a prophet, and this scripture, "Arise and shine, for your light has come," has not been fulfilled yet. Amen. There is a day coming when the glorious church, the people of God will arise and they will be a light in the midst of a great darkness. See, it says darkness covers the earth, the deep darkness is over the earth, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory shall be seen in you. His glory shall be seen on you. His glory shall be seen around you. What did that young girl see last night? I've got nothing to give her. I have nothing to give her except Jesus. Amen? Because that's all I have. In my life, that's all I count worth anything is Jesus in my life. Amen. And that's all I have to give. And yet that's everything that they need. Now, I said this morning, when someone's dying, when someone's drowned in the water and they're not breathing and they drag them out of the water, right at that point in time, they don't need a specialist. They don't need an expert. You understand? They just need someone to breathe for them. 
They just need someone to lean over and breathe for them. And so many times the enemy would come and and he would say to us that we're not light enough, that we're not good enough, that we aren't saved enough, that we haven't got enough to give. But if you've got breath in your lungs and you can let that breath out in words of love to another human being and say the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, they will begin to breathe. Amen? Amen? There's many things that are going to happen in these days that we live and we're seeing signs all over the earth, earthquakes and famines and the scriptures talk about these things and it says that we need to be aware of the signs of the times. There's signs that we need to look out for. Just let me quickly show you here. In Matthew 16:2, he says this. When evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning... Today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Luke 21.9 says this, When you hear of wars and revolutions, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. And then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, There will be earthquakes, famine, and pestilence in various places and fearful events and great signs from heaven. And then we'll just flick over, please, to verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and the tossing of the sea. Sounds like a tsunami to me. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, at that time. Now, do you remember what I said to you in the beginning? There's two parts of this scripture I want to bring out. The completion and then until the day of Christ Jesus. I'm about to tell you what the day of Christ Jesus is. It says here, At that time, they will see the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Amen? See, when things begin to happen on the earth, where darkness is increasing, where earthquakes, where famines, where wars are increasing, we need to know that our redemption is drawing near. What is our redemption? Jesus Christ promises this, that anyone who belongs to him Anyone whose name is written in the Lamb's book of life, anyone who has said, Jesus, I belong to you, I need you as my Lord and Savior, I'm following you. Anyone who has said that, he will protect in these last days. You cannot be anywhere safer right now in the earth today than in the arms of Jesus Christ because he is the author and the finisher of your faith He knows everything that's going on. Nothing is out of control. Our God is in control of the heavens and the earth, above the earth, under the earth, over the earth, the universe. He is in control. Amen. 
And we need to be close to his bosom right now. We need to be so close to him, hearing his voice, listening to him, following him, and bringing all that we can in. You know, in the days of Noah, when the earth was about to flood because of the the wickedness on the earth, that God was about to bring judgment on the earth, and he was going to flood the earth, and there was a righteous man, one righteous man, Noah and his family. And God would not judge the righteous with the wicked, never. No, he gets Noah. He says, Noah, build me an ark that never been rain on the earth before. All the people had only seen dew to water the earth. They'd never seen rain. And Noah's saying, it's going to rain. You need to come on the ark. It's going to rain. You need to come on the ark. It's going to rain. You need to come on the ark. And today, we need to say to people, Jesus is coming back. You need to accept the Lord and Savior. The earth is going to get worse. You need to accept the Lord and Savior. Amen. Because Jesus Christ is the ark for this generation. And he will take us in his arms. And the word of God says that at a certain point in time, when things are so bad down here that it gets absolutely ridiculous, it says there'll come a time there'll be hailstones the size of men falling on the earth. Whole cities will be flattened. Whole countries will be devastated. When it gets like that, when it gets to a point like that, Jesus promises that he will come. Not in the clouds like he said here. That's for a later date for all the world to see. But he will come like a thief in the night secretly and he will take his church away. He will take us as we are in our bodies to a holding place. In a, plate, in a new heaven where he has for us. And he will then wait there. We will wait there and be safe. Amen. And then in the scripture when it says this, Luke 21, 27. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Jesus will then. The last world war will be just about to start. And it will be Nuclear. And you know what? Everyone goes, the end of the world, the end of the world. There isn't going to be an end of the world because Jesus is going to intervene in it. Right, He's going to intervene right in the middle of it. And there'll be the great war of Armageddon and they'll be all positioned, ready to just kill each other, probably blow the whole world up. And he is going to come in a cloud in all his glory with 10,000 of his chosen people. And we're going to come down and I'm going to be one of them anyway. And, yeah, because I'm his favorite. Anyway, and, and we're going to come down and then he, where everyone is going to see. Everyone is going to see. The whole earth. Can you imagine? The whole earth is going to see him coming. And they're going to fall on their knees. And they're going to realize, oh, my God, he is real. He is real. He is real. And it will be too late. And we've got this period of time right now, you and I, the church, the church of the living God, to get as many people as we can. And I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not going to say it's going to happen in the next couple of years. I'm saying that we have to see the signs of the times that the birth pangs of the earth have begun. And we are in labor as an earth. Amen. And we're about to give birth to something so amazing. It's going to be the most beautiful day. Can you imagine 
Can you imagine when we stand before Jesus on that day and we've brought all our neighbours with us, we've brought all our friends with us, we've brought all our family with us and we gather them to us like little chicks and we say, Jesus, look what I bought. I bought them, Jesus. And they stand there going, woo, and they're just like still smelling a fire because they just made it. Do you know what I mean? You know, we can, either, we can either become selfish and complacent and just get on with our Western lives or we can choose at this moment in time to be the most beautiful and glorious bride of God, the church. We can choose to arise and shine. Thank you, Lisa. Because God right now is pouring an awakening upon the earth. Amen. We sang that song, Awakening. He's pouring an awakening upon the earth. I'll have the whole team, actually. And we know that God is touching people, he's touching nations, he's touching individuals. And he's awakening his church and saying, look at the signs of the times. Look at the day that we live in. It's time to love Jesus with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It's time to love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's time to put self away and die to self and selfishness and my needs and my wants and my cravings and my sin and my stuff and my laziness. And it's time to love my neighbor and love God with everything that I've got. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand there on that day knowing that I've wasted a day or a moment. Last night when I looked into the eyes of that little girl, I say little girl, she's like 21, but she's little to me now. I look into her eyes and I just go, God, if I was alive and I've done all that I've done in my life just for this one little girl, just for that face, just for that face, amen, then it would be worth it. How many souls are you going to see when you get there that come up to you and go, David, I'm here because of you. Ashley, it's because I was in kids' church and, and you told me a Bible story. I'm in heaven right now because of you. You know what I mean? And, you know, we don't have to be experts. We don't have to be great speakers. We don't have to know a thousand scriptures. Even some of you young people that are just new to God, right now you have the light of God all over you. All over you. All around you. You people in this church carry such a light. You carry such a glory. You carry such a beauty. I'm telling you, you go to other churches, you want to come home. I love this place. This is the best church in the world. And if I wasn't a pastor, I'd come here. And I would listen to you, David. I would. I'd sit in the front row because I know David would do it the same as us. Amen. Because we are a people of the light. We are people of love. We are people who are real. And we are people who believe in a real God. 
and a real plan for salvation for the earth. Amen. And so you don't get afraid when you watch the TV, when you see these things happening. Get excited. Know that the glory of the church is about to arise. Know that the church is going to come and bring healing to the nations, bring answers to the lost. Amen. Right now, pray for Japan, that they would see the living God, that they would open up their hearts and call on Jesus. Pray that some incredible person would hear from God and help them defuse that nuclear reactor. We don't have to just sit by and watch these things, people. We can pray. We can ask for solutions. We can be God's advocates on the earth. Let's stand up right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just sing that chorus.